You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Oh, yes, it is a party tonight. Mm. Woo! <laughs> this, is, this night has already started out good. It's about to get better. We're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time I drank on this show um, was when Keith drove me here. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't have to drive. And I actually got loaded before we came here. <laughs> you were <I> got... <laughs> wrecked, dude. <laughs> I don't, what the hell did we talk about? I forgot. I, I can't I, remember. I that. that was so long uh, ago. I can't like, remember. It was like a year ago we did that. So Yeah, it was a while ago. I don't think that's going to happen tonight, but we're enjoying some some fine beverages from Sellerman's. Yeah. With Jeff and Dominic, who are here tonight. They're sitting with us. They're, they're in studio. And yeah, now I should point out that this isn't a live show we're doing tonight. Um, we're working on that piece. Chris is working diligently on that piece. So. Yeah, we had a couple issues with that, so we're yeah. fixing it as we go. Yeah, so Jeff and Dominic are here. Hey, guys, how, how are, are you? doing? Thank you for having us. Yeah, yes. Don't think. Oh, thanks for being thanks here. Thanks for bringing... Also, might I add, I don't yeah. think I can be held accountable for the shit that I might say live, so... <laughs> That's you guys better. That's the a, water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're, yeah, we're going to ease our way into this kind of stuff, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, we're, we're going to be going into some pretty awesome territory tonight. Um, we had some awesome beverages. Chris is looking as beat up as ever though this week i see you were doing pretty good um yep but you, you, i think you had a rough week you just <laughs> look rough so i'm gonna give it back to you chris and see where we at where we're at here this week man because well uh first you know we're gonna mention our sponsors who are here yeah sellermans we're gonna discuss what you guys do yeah. over there in a second so i'm not gonna do the long-winded thing this week we're gonna let you guys Nail that part. Yeah, yeah. Okay? That'll be awesome. Um, next thing we want to mention is the Flint Institute of Arts. Yeah. Make sure you get up there, check that out. And then, of course, the lovely projectorscreen.com. Oh, God, God. Can't get enough of them. Yeah, yeah. And we got another one we got to mention in a little mm-hmm. bit, too. So don't let me forget to do that. Okay, I won't. So moving on to news for this week. Really not much going on other than um, Indiana Jones 5 got pushed back again. Oh God. darn! Do we really oh, care? No, no. Yeah, I was say, oh darn! Because I'm not do. really a huge fan. So, like, is that is that a, a popular opinion that people actually are, are caring after the crystal, what have you? Yeah, I think people want to kind of see them do something better with it again. Mm-hmm. But like, it was supposed to be like 2019, then it was 2020, and then today they said 2021. I mean, yeah. Harrison Ford is going to be like say, 98 I, years old by the time this Harrison thing comes out. I hope he makes it. Right? Uh, yeah. Well, bless the yeah. guy. I love him. I don't mean that in a joking yeah. way. I hope yeah. he really hope he makes it. You know? But there yeah, are people that care as hard about those movies as anybody about anything. You know, yeah. that's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. does anybody yeah. care? With that's, that franchise. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, that's that's mm. an interesting. I, I didn't hear about that. That's uh, I, I'm not going to say it's sucky. But it's interesting. Yeah, I would just like to see him get it done. If you're going to do it, get it done. Get it out there before it looks really, really stupid. Yeah. Because in the last one, he didn't do any of the stunts. No. You know, and you can see it. It was all stuntmen and CGI work. So, yeah. um, so that got pushed back. And then yesterday we got news that <laughs> Billy D. Williams yes! is coming is cool. back to play yeah. Lando Calrissian in episode nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He doesn't look so great either. I saw the picture. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, a um, little bit of makeup work, possibly. They're yeah. going to do something. But this is Disney. They'll make them look great. Yeah, they may. A lot They'll... of cold 45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to walk to fly, so, you know, just yeah. put them in that pilot seat and let it rip. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. There you go. In other news, Jeremy Renner has signed on to join the Spawn reboot. That's going to star Jamie Foxx in the title role. 
So kind of cool. Jeremy yeah. Renner is a decent actor, so yeah. Yeah. that'll be interesting. A lot of people are not too thrilled with them remaking it. Whatever. Yeah. I'm down for that. Jamie Foxx is excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's awesome in everything. I love him in Miami Vice. A lot of people don't like that movie, but mm-hmm. I adore that movie. I think that's Michael Mann's final great film mm-hmm. that he made, um, up to this point at least. Um, but yeah, I love Jamie Foxx, so I think he'll be good in a comic book movie because he really didn't get much of a chance to do much in that Spider-Man movie. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Less is more. Yeah. He did fine yeah. in that role. I thought he was excellent. I actually like those movies, too. A lot of I people do don't. Yeah. Um, and then, really, the only other news this week, Movie Pass, Dude, they are just killing themselves. Yeah. They, last week, introduced the peak pricing, and people are just, like, leaving in droves. Like, I pay the one price. I should get what I paid for, yeah. and now... Peak times, they want to charge you $3.34 more per movie. Well, yeah, that, the so, whole nickel and diming aspect now, yeah. after the fact, that's, yeah, you're going to piss anybody off doing that. Yep. So, yeah, not not good for those guys. Um, best of luck to you guys. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> so, in releases this week, we're getting Skyscraper. Like, this is the fifth or sixth movie starring Dwayne Johnson this year, where he's going to be running. But Great. He's ex- I, I I agree with you. He's yeah. gonna kill it probably. Yeah. He could he could do anything. Yeah. Something with it. you know, something with wrestlers, especially, you know, Dwayne Johnson. I mean, coming from his background, as we all know where he came from, he was already an actor. A really good actor. Yep. Uh, yeah. you know, a very physical actor. Yes. And and, you know, and while I'm not a big fan of all of his work, everything I've seen him do, he's fan you know, I always say pain and gain. I mean, which is kind of you know, not great, one of great movie. I yeah. just get a kick out of that. Phenomenal yeah, so movie. So much fun to yeah. watch him. Perfect balance of, of hilarity and the sort of drama got wrapped oh, up. Dark in the humor, story. you know, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. A lot of fun to watch. And it's I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the wrestler thing because I think John Cena is knocking it out of the park left and right in yeah. his comedic roles. He's fantastic. Yeah. 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 He's a fabulous actor. Yeah. Well it's, it's fun crazy. to see. And he's, he's hilarious as shit. When he played Pazuzu in that movie with oh, yeah. Tina Fey or whatever. Yup, yep. yep. Great. Great drug dealer role. <laughs> um, <laughs> only other big release this week is Hotel Transylvania 3. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Not seeing it. I don't. Even, my kids don't even want to see this shit. Like, <laughs> That's the first I've heard of it, actually. Yeah. I haven't out. even seen any marketing or anything nope. for this. So, um, so let's move on to suggested viewings. Oh, God. And since we were talking about wrestlers... All My right. suggested viewing this week is going to be Glow Season 2. How is that? Dude, the show is beautiful. It's wonderful. You know, they take the whole female wrestling thing from the 80s, and it's just so goddamn perfect. The costume design, the yeah. attitude, the soundtrack. Have you guys seen this? Yeah. I've not seen it, but I've heard a lot about Glow. it. Glow. Yep. Glow. Well, that's something we saw as we were, I mean, I watched that when I was a kid. And it was like this new, you know, and I don't know all the history, but it was, you know, on the time of the wrestling, the W, when the W, the rise of the WWF, let's just say that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had these, you know, a lot of smaller, uh, smaller, je- smaller uh, houses, let's say, and a lot of them were getting swallowed up by the WWF. Yeah, NWA, everybody was just getting yeah, pulled NWA, into contracts. Yeah, all, all these that. smaller, mm-hmm. they. They call them territories, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Glow was this totally different thing. I mean, obviously, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. That's what it was yeah. short for. Um, and we were fucking obsessed with that. Because, you know, we were young kids. So we're like, oh, my God. A lot of them were pretty hot. 
a lot of them weren't. <laughs> but well, was, there's a documentary really on yeah. the actual Glow wrestlers. I saw on that. Netflix. I saw that. Yeah, and it's really interesting because it was huge on the West Coast. Yeah, and it was getting ready to blow up everywhere, and then basically the dude that was doing it was like, oh, "I'm pulling all my money out of this." Yeah. And just shut the whole thing down. That's the documentary with when they had the like the reunion with all the ladies. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Mount Fuji, that big lady, she was pretty much yeah. wheelchair bound. She yep. was all beat up on. Kind of a tearjerker in a lot of ways to watch. That. It was. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's really interesting. You brought that up because I've been. They've been. I mean the the. The marketing push from Netflix on that's been really, really hard. I mean, you can't turn your head and see an advertisement for season two. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad. I, I'm gonna have to watch it now. That that was something we like. It's just funny that growing up was all wrestling for me. Yeah, it was just like horror movies and wrestling, like mm-hmm. crazy. And that the seeing all that and the the old characters and things. It, when the whole glow thing didn't happen, it crumbled and everybody went yeah. crying to Vince McMahon. And then he just made millions of dollars. Yeah, on everybody. Yeah. All them territories. It was and there's a lot of great documentaries on wrestling in general. They all do point to that. You know, Vince McMahon was the guy that kind of just said, "I'm going to umbrella this entire country mm-hmm. now." No more territories. I'm going to bite, buy you all out. And there was a lot of bad blood over that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it is where it is. We see what it is today, which is just a glorified soap opera. Yep. <laughs> There's not much wrestling anymore, but that's a, that's for a different show. Yep. <laughs> so, Dominic. Yeah. Give us a suggested viewing. Uh, just recently. As far as new ones. Does, uh, it doesn't have to be new. It can be from any day, any time, yeah, yeah. any era. doesn't matter. Uh, first top in the head would be A Quiet Place. It was really good. John Krasinski. Yes really killed it both acting and directing and uh we randomly because we were just thinking about it and talking about it raw yeah raw that movie is a hard it's a watch, hard it's a, watch. <laughs> you gotta you gotta make sure you're ready and, and i haven't it, seen it yet i can't wait french, oh, you french horror movie yeah. and they everybody in it does a great job it's something that i really like small cast yeah. very just a few people obviously one main character and she's growing the whole thing and, and doing it and it's uh it's really well done for sure shot amazingly yeah and then done everything about it really really did well. he direct that uh, no, di- okay. different altogether. But John, yeah. Kr- John Krasinski did direct A Quiet Place, and that's okay. shot really, really nicely. It well. really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definite throwback to Alien with A Quiet Place. I would say that a hundred percent. That's yeah. all I kept thinking too. Yep. And the creatures, wow, I think the flick, creatures man, were wrong. really cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they. It's a lot of cool throwback. That movement, stuff. very slow paced, mm-hmm. dark environments. Mm-hmm. Bad shit happening. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. Jeff, how about you, man? Uh, so since we're going to be talking about one of my favorite franchises ever, I feel inclined to switch uh, switch gears and Do mention it. something older and yeah. say Night of the Demons. Oh, man. 1988, <laughs> something like so. that. It's got all the punk rock you'd ever want. Yep. Kind of a weird gothy kind of thing going on. Haunted house, scary, great creature effects, pra- all practical effects. Obviously, they didn't really have no. CGI yet then. Um, just really pleasing all around. Scared the bejesus out of me. Hell um, yeah. But I do want to mention Ty West because I feel like that hit name hasn't come up a lot. He kind of broke uh, with uh, House of the Devil and in Innkeepers. He did a skit for VHS. Uh, he did a couple other things. But he did this weird spaghetti western called In a Valley of Violence where it has the level of suspense. It's starring Ethan Hawke, so it's got a couple of, uh, um, I believe John Travolta plays the marshal in town. Yeah. Um, true spaghetti western. There's this over uh, overwhelming vibe uh, of suspense the whole time. Like, you feel at any given moment, uh, extreme violence, blood and gore is going to pop off. And, uh, you know, it's just 
a cliffhanger kind of situation, but it's very tame and very true to style, and I think I like that much, uh, that the most about it. Anyway. He's done some really cool shit. Yeah. He's he's definitely thinking way outside of the box, and I appreciate it for him. Hell yeah. Going back to Night of the Demons, maybe not the most popular opinion, but the remake with Shannon Elizabeth, I didn't hate that. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Are you serious? <laughs> you fit in perfectly here. <laughs> Scott, what do you got? You know what? By suggestion from last week, The Staircase. That's that Netflix. I told you. Yeah. yeah. Was that you? Yeah. Okay. Um, I started digging into that when I when I was in between researching for this show we're going to do tonight. Um, I started digging into that. Now, there was a shorter, there was actually a very abbreviated uh, version of that done, a, just, just a one, like a 45-minute like yeah. long thing on that, on that same case. Um, and this is obviously, as we, we've discussed it already, but I started digging into that, and I'm really enjoying that. I mean, I've always been a, I love, to, I love true crime. So that's one of those. And I think you said it's kind of in the same, you know, it's got the same type of feel as making Make a, a murder. Making a murder. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it does have that same feel. It kind of moves the same way. A lot of the same interview styles I noticed too. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm about to, no, I'm three, I'm three installments into that right yeah. now and I'm really into it. Um, I'm on about eight now. Yeah. I got to get through it. That dude's a freak, man. Did Dude, you guys trip, see this at all yet? No, but I've heard a little bit about it. Yeah. yeah same it, way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> It's well, a docu-series, right? Yeah. 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 Michael Peterson, he was a, a pretty well-off author. Mm-hmm. His wife ends up dead at the base of a staircase, and there's, like, blood spatter everywhere. It's just nuts. And he's yeah. like, oh, she fell down the stairs. And they're like, oh, crazy. Uh, no, she didn't fall down the stairs. And this went on for, like, a really long time. The case yeah. is very interesting. Yeah. Total scumbag, though. Yeah. You- Total you know, it don't start that way, but it, you know, it, yeah, not to try to spoil it, but yeah, that's it's true life, man. It's nuts. It's completely <laughs> nuts. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I, you know, I, if you if you have Netflix, check it out. You'll, cool, you'll cool. really enjoy it. So, what do you guys want to tell us about Sellermans? What yeah. exactly is it? What do you guys do? Why should we all be drinking this shit? <laughs> well, we are uh, right now. I'd love to start <laughs> because I'm considered the new guy. Uh, okay. Despite the fact that I've been in the business for a little while and I've known Dom, I've known Ian and Andy and all these guys for a while, um, I'm just coming on in sort of a sales role and just kind of overall. I mean, it's a really small operation, so we just get in where we fit mm-hmm. in. We were all up super early this morning. Uh, we broke down 425 pounds of fresh strawberries for Holy a mead shit. that we make called Hungry Girl that's going to be coming out pretty soon. And that's a small day. We banged it out, and we were like, oh, that wasn't that bad, because usually it's 1,000 pounds. Wow. So God. sometimes you get in a in a strawberry hole, and it's terrible. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> it's a regular day up at, you know, those guys were up. At the produce terminal at 4 a.m., picking out strawberries, bringing them all back. We were getting everything set up and just tearing it up. So the reason you should drink our stuff is 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 exactly what we said. It's all natural ingredients. When we say that we are using strawberry and a mead, um, there is absolutely 100% fresh strawberries in there. There's no purees. There's no concentrates. There's no extracts. There's no flavorings. There's no tricks. Uh, you know, 100% of the sugars that exist in our products come from the fruits, veggies, herbs, anything that we might use, or some local honey, yep. which we've been using a star thistle honey from uh, Traverse City. Uh, that's it. It's all natural. It's as natural as it can get. You know, we're never going to tell you, oh, we got this sugar cane from the hills of Vietnam. No, <laughs> it's honey or it's fermentables out of fruit and veggies. But yeah. Dom can elaborate on that because 
you're drinking the the rasgar that is literally just wildflower honey and raspberries that's it the, the it's awesome the honey it's and the really water good. gets fermented out and then we add in this case you know about another thousand pounds of raspberries for a batch or something like that wow and then with the coffee same way this that's yeah, a cider gonna, dude this is insane man it, it's, fun. <laughs> it's nice everybody call it it's nice and confusing for everybody it, it, well and then, you know not to cut you off but yeah we cracked this right before we went on the we started recording here uh and i took one sip and I was kind of like, whoa. You know, yeah. It wasn't yeah, bad, nice but it was, it. it was a little bit of confusion. But, you know, I love cider. I love coffee. Um, and I think I, I said to you, I'm like, okay, I, I tasted the coffee. It just immediately hit mm-hmm. me. And then the cider finished it off. Um, and you said, you, to go on the confusion thing, you said that people say, the, the no, I taste the, t- the cider, then I taste the coffee. Exact opposite sometimes. And it's kind of, it's just, and that's awesome to hear, you know, what people think of it and what they perceive and, and that they're even into it. That coffee is uh, from Ethiopia. It's uh, Ethiopia Limu coffee. We get it roasted uh, not far, literally like three doors down from where Jeff used to live in Ferndale, which mm-hmm. is not even a mile from where we are. Yeah. And uh, so we go grab the beans. They're still warm and we make sure they're roasted that day and then they go into the batch and oh, uh, a little bit of honey to back sweeten that and so anything that that we say in there is what it's in there we don't ever use anything else there's nothing uh that we're hiding really and yeah. so it's always fresh juice fresh fruit anything like that mm. what's crazy is last year i don't know if you guys ever drank this stuff or not but petoskey brewing mm-hmm. put out a beer called cranium crush and it was raspberries, was raspberry was waffle cone, raspberry something. waffle cone. Yeah. And you know, it was really good, but dude, talk about a headache. Yeah. That shit was so heavy and so potent. This is cool because like it's got alcohol in it, but it's not heavy at all. And a lot of, yeah, it's exactly. really light. It's nice know? and dry and, yep. and everything's pretty much what it's coming from. A lot of the, the places when you say something like headache, it's like, yeah, it's a lot of concentrate or flavor yeah. dumped into yeah. there and some yeah. sugar and stuff. So well, you know, that's it, where it comes from. You know, when I go to Sellerman's and I've been there several times, you know, I've walked in there. I've been, I've went, I've been driving. I have family that lives like in Hazel Park. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I grew up in that area too when I was younger. Um, and there's been days where I've just driven by there. And I'm like, you know, I'm just, I got a few minutes. I'm just going to stop in and see what there is. So I just come in there to have just have what's, what's on the chalkboard. Let's yeah. see what we got here. And I'll just have something just to try it out. Right. I, you know, going on that idea, you know, I like to, you know, have a buzz here. It's fun. You know, we all get jovial <laughs> and have a good time, right? Um, but, you know, I also like to taste different things and yeah. have nice flavors. And yeah, absolutely. A lot of times when you're going to a place where, you know, where, you're, where we're getting craft brew like this, you're not going there to get hammered. You're going there because you just want to try something different. Like, yeah, absolutely. This is something different. Mm. I've yeah. never tasted, I mean, and I'm not trying to get so melodramatic, but I've never tasted this before. I've never experienced this before until tonight. That's a big part of what we try to do for sure. Just, you know, the from the beet and black currant mead that we do, you know, we every time we, somebody tastes it, they're like, well, we've never had anything made with beets before. And it's like, yep. Or uh, watermelon, saffron, yeah. like I said, the strawberry and white pepper we were working on. Stuff that, that we just, you know, found out we want to make together and stuff that, that really is pretty different and a lot no, of people haven't had If before. you guys can make a chicken shawarma mead... <laughs> I'm totally in. That's funny. We the shawarma spice like thing. We we've messed around really? a little bit before. Wow. And, and see what you know, because you're talking cinnamon, oh clove, God. cardamom, mint. You know, might put it all together. Food of my people. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think also is like the newest addition. I think it's important to mention that when you talk about variety and just trying something new, that's a little confusing and a little esoteric, if you will. Yeah. Um, I think it's very indicative of like 
sort of an extension of the personalities of the guys behind it. Well, yeah. it's, it's um, art, man. You know, we yeah, all like to art. have fun and we all like to get creative. And, yeah. um, you know, oftentimes people get bored with uh, the sort of normal products that are out there, or the more common products that are out there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we try and just sort of exercise our creativity. And, uh, Sweet. Bring, yeah. You know, you know with, any, with any brew, I mean, I, you know, I, I love trying different, you know, beers and whiskeys, especially. Um, I, I think a lot of people don't know what goes into making this stuff. And, and you know, a lot of homebrewers want to get into it professionally or things, but that is even such a different jump oh, up, yeah. too. Yeah. They, they, a lot of people don't know what goes into it on the professional scale and what we really got into it. As, as us, you know, now only a four-man operation, five-man operation sometimes. Yeah. So that's, you know, and, and those two guys in the back, Andy and Ian, are pretty much making everything. Yeah. And Jeff and I are out on the road doing that. And then we have a bar manager who uh, handles the bar. Yeah. And other than that, that's, you know, that's a lot for, for running a whole place and making everything Hell and yeah. putting into it. And, and there's a ton that goes into it time-wise. And one thing you'll always notice is people not totally grasping the concept of, like, production time and the schedule and how long it takes. Yeah. We're, we're about six weeks start to finish on something that doesn't need to see any age, right? Yeah. But when it needs to see age, we'll put it in a barrel for 16 months. Yeah. And and a lot of people think like it just miraculously comes out, but it's all timed. Everything it just tells you when it's ready. You know. Let's not forget about uh, the importance of cleaning. Do you like cleaning, sir? No. Then brewing's not brewing's for you. Brewing's not yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, we people that like come in and, and you know, oh, I want to get into this. And we say, you understand that 90% of this is you being a professional janitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, it's like 10% science, 90% custodian. Well, I had a real eye opener. Uh, my, my better half bought me, and I know this, you're going to laugh when I say this. For my birthday, she bought me one of those Mr. Beer kits. Just, yeah. just you know, just to play around with, right? She's like, well, I thought you might like to do that. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And I, you know what? <laughs> I have friends that have, have, receive the same gift Mm -hmm. and i've seen it sitting in their kitchen or somewhere for like a year Mm -hmm. right i don't want to sleep on this i really want i like playing around with stuff like this so i did that and going on on this idea what you guys about time in i I looked at the instructions no this is a kit right this is i'm not doing it like on the scale you guys are doing it but i'm like okay and that's the one thing i noticed they're like you have to make sure everything is clean Clean, rule, clean, clean. One. If you don't do this right, it's gonna just be completely disgusting. Yep. It's gonna be. It's gonna be yeah. hazardous. It's. It, you shouldn't even drink it. It's, I mean, they were really these little instructions I was reading. They're like, you need to clean. Here's all the stuff to clean it with. If you don't clean it, it's gonna suck. If we teach anything to anybody, the first thing you start when you walk into the back there with us is clean. Everything's got to be clean. Sanitizer yeah. top to bottom. Yeah. So everything, to, anything that you touch, anything that touches anything, anything that's touching product, it has to be completely sanitized. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. All right. A lot of, well, hard, a lot of hard work. Yep. Well, considering uh, this Friday is Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. That's what we're you know, be talking I didn't even about realize tonight. That. I was at the record. That's store. why we did this. We were I was, discussing I did, this. For I, had, I didn't even put those together because I was at the record store earlier, hanging around, and we. I was like, I'm going to do the podcast tonight. Right. The guys from Sellermans are coming down, and we're going to be talking about this certain franchise. We're going to talk about. They're like, yeah. Well, that's pretty funny. You know, this Friday is Friday the third. Like, <laughs> holy crap, you're right. I'm, that's how dense I am. I, that's how far I look ahead nowadays. We, we'll always be a little bit uh, aware of it for just the connotation of it itself. But if we hit one, we'll generally throw a little something at the shop. And and during uh, any Friday the thirteenth, we'll make sure to show the movies or or at least do a little oh, something. Awesome. So the on Friday, every Friday the thirteenth, we'll we'll always wait. Do this Friday, you guys are doing something this Friday. Oh yeah, we'll always. It won't be. It's never really like a giant thing, but we'll. Uh, 
uh, if you come, we'll definitely be showing the movies or we'll be doing something. Dude, like that. because I got the, I got Friday, I got I got a night off there Friday. I might have to Uber down from my house. Come on I, in. Yeah, we've got a lot plans. We got a lot to cover. Yeah, let's move so along. So let's just say this right now: if by chance we don't get through all the movies tonight, we can always revisit and mm-hmm. do this again. Yeah, and finish the other half. I think that's good. Yeah, because yeah. we might not cover how many are there. 12 12 all day but 10 main so for us to cover 12 in an hour let's see what we can get what we can get through i don't want to get too ahead of myself but yeah freddy versus jason is a nightmare movie to me so let's go ahead and start at one and just get through it. yeah let's take it chronologically and just just cruise along here so the first friday the 13th came out in 1980 1980 and it kind of changed the way people watched horror even though halloween had kind of already started that trend of the slasher thing yeah but i think you know michael myers is a little bit different than jason you know completely there's not that humor there that you find in the friday the 13th movies Mm -hmm. that comes in a little bit later it's a little more serious in the earlier movies but i would definitely present it in a light that friday the 13th is a couple steps more gratuitous than Halloween started with the slasher genre, right? Yeah. So the camping, the getting laid for the first time, the, you know, in the first one, since we're on that, you know, that snake, you know, that they sort of discovered inside the cabin. Yeah, right, that right. Was, there, was a, there was a lot more stuff to be fearful of beyond the killer, whereas... Halloween kind of had the uh, quintessential suburbanite kind of approach to it, which was also very, very, very scary. But I think that Halloween excelled in a sort of less is more kind of vibe. Yeah, because it is very, it's much more mysterious, I'd say. They're they're scared of one thing. We're talking about the boogeyman, right? right? Yes. And what Michael Myers is to them and everything. And the the camp thing is the important. You said how it changed people in the way they watched horror. We're talking the beginning of the camp thing. Oh, yeah. The naked teenagers being at camp and and doing anything like that, getting laid in the woods. If you have sex, you're going to die. Exactly. That's the beginning of all of these rules. The (laughs) the rules of horror. First to have sex dies, being in the camp, doing the whole thing. That's, That's like the beginning of all this. Well, yeah. one one part, one element that, you know, one thread I think that runs through these films um, that I've noticed, I did notice when I was just doing my homework again, trying to refresh myself on these movies, was, you know, the whole camp thing, the woods, it wasn't only you're battling Jason or you're trying to just stay away from this guy or just get away from this guy. Um, you're also battling the elements, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The elements were just as nasty, I think, um, as Jason was. So... And obviously, Jason, you know, as we see him grow, <laughs> literally grow, literally um, through the through this franchise, he, he literally was another Rambo. Like he was impervious to everything. I mean, nothing really bothered him. And that's one thing you know we did the Rambo show, and I don't want to go down this path too far. No. But that's one of the things I remember in First Blood is that they said like this guy was trained not to to be impervious to the weather to pain, to anything, right? This is a person trained, obviously. Now we have yeah. this this force of nature, <laughs> literally this force of nature, that if you look, it's he's impervious to any type of element that he's he's exposed to, to a certain degree. Right? Elementally is a good like way to put it. As the movies go on, a lot of rain, 
more and more tons rain. Of rain. Tons of rain. Tons J- of rain. Jason yeah. is wet through like the entirety of the rest of the end of the yeah. franchise. <laughs> he's never like, dry. Yeah, he never. He never gets dry. Yeah, it pretty much rains <laughs> from part three all the way all on. the way <laughs> on. That's the every whole single thing. one. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the original Friday the Thirteenth. One thing I want to point out here, and this is I was just doing some reading here and there, and one thing that kind of blew my mind a little bit was this movie was made for five hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, half a million yeah. dollars, and it actually made sixty million yeah. in the box office. Mm-hmm. Talk about a success! Completely right? insane, man. Yeah, I mean that just that number just kind of stuck out to me. Um, not about you know it's not about the film at all, but just man, they made a lot, made a shitload of money on this movie. Well, this was something different, you yeah. know, um, and the whole maternal element of the first one had not really been done that much at that point, either. Yeah. You know, there were a couple of weird sort of homages and they kind of I feel like somebody had seen some of those other like happy birthday to me was kind right. of a weird like with the twins. And there was definitely a family element out there. Uh, I can't cite a specific example, but some of the like 70s sort of giallo type movies, they had a little bit of that kind of same vibe, like that family element, you mm-hmm. know, like you said, the maternal thing. But um, that was super interesting. It, I guess it was the first one to really touch on that. And she is so good. I thought oh, she Betsy was, Palmer. I thought she was she amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she was. Well, the the way she looked, you know, and that the, the look on there's there. It's an iconic like still we see oh, all the absolutely. time. It's just her kind of turn. There, there's that one shot of her turning her head. And we've seen that shot a million times. It's yep. iconic now. The sweater is what and the does sweater, it for me. yeah, the, the sweater, sweater is the, yeah. things, the whole thing. Yeah. I want to know what it felt like to see that in the theater when the final character, uh, the uh, female heroine, the heroine at the end, uh, yeah. Alice, um, and Mrs. Voorhees gets out of the jeep and says, "Oh, I'm an old friend of the Christies or whatever." If you were in the theater at any point when she did that. Did you suspect her to be the killer? Because there was literally no evidence. There was no clue. There was nothing. It was just like, who the fuck is killing everybody? Nobody had any idea. It's unfortunate because as a kid, I already knew. And I don't right. know. And most people are probably same with like that, probably most know? of us our age. All I, friends, you yeah, know, all of our friends. Yeah. Probably we already knew. knew that that was the case. And and being in the theater, not knowing would have been a very cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, like not knowing that Darth Vader is Luke's dad. Right, kind of the same thing. Right, exactly. You know? Exactly the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I, I've noted that already that, you know, Miss, you know, Betsy Palmer is Mrs. Voorhees. Um, she's, she was fucking perfect. There's I agree. A, you couldn't, you couldn't mm-hmm. touch that. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, she was, uh, she was a theater actress. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you can see that. Yeah. And from what I understand, you know, another, you know, whole Star Wars thing here, a reference is, you know, um, Alec Guinness hated Star Wars. He hated Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. She was the same way with this role. She was not a fan of what they were doing at all. It was like a paycheck, you know? Yeah. yeah. And to create that iconic role out of not even enjoying what you're doing, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because most of the time you're not into it. You're just not into it. Yeah. So. I, 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 for all my notes I wrote down on this stuff as I was watching this, I wrote down kills. <laughs> so did I. What yeah. are you going to do? That's I mean, what I kept track of. Um, I got to throw this out there, you know, um, uh, Arrow, arrowhead through Jack, which is Kevin Bacon. Arrowhead through Jack's throat. Um, that- that's my first move. So that's the my first real kill scene as a kid that always sticks out in my mind. Um, for whatever reason, uh, of any of the big horror movies from the Halloweens to Leprechaun to whatever that I'd seen as a kid, that scene, the Kevin Bacon arrow through the chest scene, go- 
it's well, still well I thought it was through the throat in, uh, yeah, the throat, in, yeah. It, that one in my mind I it, can it, pull well, out of anywhere the way it looked I mean they you know they, they of course zoomed right in on that so all you got was this arrowhead mm-hmm. going through the throat <laughs> you know and it, when I was reviewing these two you know now I'm older you know, when you're a kid, you're just watching people get killed. Yeah, whatever. You know, now you're older. I, at least I'm much more introspective about these type of films. And I'm going, man, what would it feel like? You you just got laid. You just yeah. got laid, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're sitting there chilling. You 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 know, he grabbed a joint when he was done. I think I remember he grabbed a joint. He was getting mm-hmm. ready to get high. You know, it don't. You know, you're in the woods. You're relaxing. I mean, yeah, life is great. You you, you can't get much better. You are on a natural and well, you know plant high at that time um and then all of a sudden you just feel this piercing through the back of your neck and it's all over with you're done it's like That's it. wh- what are you thinking those last couple seconds yeah of right life? no expectation of the situation and that's that's it yeah right? ultimate high to ultimate low like yeah that, that uh, might have done. been why it was so successful that preying on the sort of vulnerability of others oh easily you know? how scary is that how many times have we been out camping in a tent or something like that and kind of wondering what's right outside the walls of your tent yeah well this all this all that idea you're talking about right there when we were when we were younger we used to camp a lot and we still go camping every once in a while and there's always those jokes you know you always hear somebody go yeah there's always the jokes somebody and i mean i've had friends that have brought the mask you know they brought the hockey mask just to fuck with people and stuff i mean this is you know while it's funny and it's tongue-in-cheek and we're all goofing around about that that shows you the effect and impact this film has had though i mean this series this franchise has had that it's really kind of in and in reviewing these things it's so interesting to me because yeah i watching these again i'm like man i i did forget to a certain degree just how you know ingrained this really is in the dna like the dna of, of people of us is you know if you watch films this is what <laughs> It's just kind of there, and you don't even know it's there, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. Just, it's a part of you. Um, I pointed out also uh, Marcy, Janine uh, uh, G- Taylor, uh, the axe slammed through her face, basically, or in her <laughs> face. <laughs> that The way they shot that, too, was really just, I mean, it was pretty much full on. Just like, wham, you just get an axe to the face. And I don't think, I know, I know we've gone with horror it's gone pretty far these days, and it's going to go further, I assume. They're going to find new crazy ways to offend us. I don't um, think they can. Um, but that still is very effective. Like, just the thought of having that happen to you is really horrible. Frame for frame, wasn't that a kill from, what, Bay Bay of Blood? Maybe 1976? I'm pretty sure. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like an old ah, Mario Bava. Not maybe. I don't think it was Dario Argento. I think it was Mario Bava. Um, but yeah, there's a gentleman who gets you know axe in the face, axe mm-hmm. in the face, and he leans up against the wall and kind of falls almost the exact same way. Oh really? So oh, yeah. an homage. I'm pretty sure that was a straight homage. There's a oh, wow. ton of them through this whole series. If you you look back and you start seeing Mario so Baba. many throwbacks to to so many different things. Uh, here's an interesting thought that would absolutely never ever ever happen today might have might not have ever happened since Sean Cunningham the front runner of that first movie he went to the studio with an image on a poster and a in a movie title uh I forget exactly what it said after but it was Friday the 13th like something about the most terrifying movie that you'll ever see. Yeah. He didn't even have a fucking script. He had yeah, they nothing. had no idea what it was going to be and they greenlit it based on that. Wow. And this guy was making like children's was, movies. But and, this was because of Halloween. 
the studio wanted their Halloween, right. and that's how so. he sold it. It was, because yeah. I've actually seen stuff on that, that he was like, oh, I want to try and do something like that, Yeah, but literally had no... Can you imagine that happening in 2018? The studios no, would no. be like, fuck you. I'm not yeah. giving you $1,000. No right. way. Yeah. 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 No, it was... I don't. You couldn't sell something like that now. You couldn't give something away like that. Not like that? No way would want their name on that if they yeah. don't have Hell a product no. to look at. My God, I, I had no idea about that. Do we want to move on to uh, part two? Yeah. Sure. Some of these notes I took are actually kind of funny because I was just kind of like just typing them down. <laughs> your notes watching. suck. Shut up. My notes are <laughs> – my note. your notes suck, man. Uh, the first thing I pointed out actually in this film, uh, you know, was damn, hammer in, the, uh, hammer in the head of the cop. Eek. <laughs> that was that, a pretty intense pretty hard uh, to watch. scene. Yeah. 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 Uh, it didn't quite have the sort of um, – intensity that something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974 oh, the God. sound effect when the guy oh, yeah. gets hit with the mallet is something that I would have loved to experience in the theater in that year. Yeah. People must have Texas shit Chainsaw their Massacre? pants. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, it didn't quite have that but the imagery itself the reaction from the cop just wincing and looking up like uncontrollably mm-hmm. that was a very powerful scene. I thought that was really great. Mm. Wow. This starts at the you know this starts the to the beginning of this movie with every movie flashing back. I think that's a really oh, effective right. tool. Yeah. With love every, I, I love everything about that because it, it goes farther and farther too. Every time it goes back to the beginning, back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. At least in some fashion, and explains the whole situation. And and they start right with this, and it keeps going through every movie. Yeah. And that's that's a great tool for it's sure. It's almost like a comic book type thing. Yeah. You know, like right, we're right. going to give you the setup. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. and the nice thing about that is that, you know, a lot of people might not have seen the first one or right. the second one or the third one. So it kind of gives knew, you a little bit of backstory. Yeah. Knew what the hell happened. Like yeah. some people might have left that being like, wait a minute, Jason's mother, who's Jason? Like, and then they just, yeah. they recap yeah. it real quick and really well at the beginning. Yeah. Two. Yeah. I yeah, also totally. thought it was really effective. Um at the beginning when they revisit Alice who survived the first movie mm-hmm. and she's you know the survivor of this horrible tragedy where all her friends or you know co-workers or whatever got murdered she survived by decapitating this you know psychotic woman yeah uh, and then they kill her off in the first one I thought that was really effective uh, maybe a little uh Maybe it took a little cue from that. Remember, the kid is uh, walking in his uh, rain boots and his little galoshes. Yeah, the way yeah. they shoot it, I think I kind of um, thought that was I don't a little think, bit. I don't know. know that he was chasing like a little boat in the water. I don't think he was. But the second that kid jumps off frame, and I mean one actual right, second. Right. How long is one second? Jason's feet just come right, splashing Boom. right behind him, like. How physically close was Jason to that? I just thought that was funny. I always noticed that. Like, and mm-hmm. there he is. Right. <laughs> well, but and that continued through the rest of the series, too. It did. That he's always just right there. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, like he in the foreground. Yeah. People are running around the woods, and he's in the foreground watching them the whole time. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a tool that they've used well, quite well. You see that in just piles and piles of films, you know, whether it be horror or not, some whether it be some force or some type of entity, whether it's human or supernatural, it's just always there. You can't get away from it. Lingering. You, you, you get in a car and you drive 40 miles somewhere and there it is sitting there staring at you at the gas station. <laughs> what the hell? You know, it's it's, it's maddening. Um, yeah. So, and that was very effective. I mean, they, they did kill Alice off right at the very beginning of yep. part two, um, which did kind of bum me out. <laughs> I, I was like, well, she made it. I always she hate when it. they do that, like how they did that with... Um, 
It bummed me Aliens out. Aliens to cool. Alien 3. Like, oh, they all made it off LV426. Everybody's great. Newt's alive. No. Everybody's alive. And yeah. then next movie comes, they're all dead. It follows, and they kind of do the same thing with this. Yeah. Like, it just follows rules, though, because Jason's always going to get the person who he's tried to kill. And, like, it's it's kind of just a weird revenge thing. Like, later on when Tommy's always like, Jason, you know, the you want me. I don't know. He Alice got away, so you got to yeah. get her. Yeah, there's always an adversary of sorts mm-hmm. that he's kind of after, which mm-hmm. is not really discussed or really directly pointed out. But it's sort of overlooming, I think, the story, which I think sort of puts this gigantic band-aid over the whole entire continuity of the series. The <laughs> fucked up The continuity, continuity is just jacked at yeah. best. Yeah. yeah. But somehow it works. Well, I think, you know, through four there is some like level of continuity there, but after that it kind of starts going off the rails. Yeah. Oh yeah. They lose it after a while. By but... the time we get to Manhattan, dude, we are, oh, God, yeah. we are <laughs> out of... we'll get to that hopefully. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. What the hell? What the hell? Anyway. You know, um I actually saw part two before I saw part one when I was a kid and Amy Steele in the lead role lover dude I mean so many female protagonists have been based around that character yeah. you don't see her doing much now but she was fabulous yeah in like the her- her- heroine role yeah in this movie you know I she's agree. phenomenal phenomenal I I have to point out also that I noticed in part two, they kind of they've kind of amplified the boob element now too. I was we, just going to talk about that. The the you start with the gratuitous nudity, yeah, yeah, and it it grows throughout put, the entirety yeah, of the the whole canon. It was quite a shift from one to two. Yep. Um, it was very gratuitous in two. It's 46 minutes in the first time you start, and I was kind of making a point of that because I was like, wow, that's a long time in versus later on and a lot right. of later horror movies where it's like immediate tits and death. And like that's mm-hmm. like it starts getting that way later on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We Boots. obviously start seeing the legend of, of Jason Voorhees being un, like unveiled in this film. We start, we start seeing – well, we learn more about him basically. Uh, that's that we start getting more pieces of that uh, and i thought that was interesting you know sequels we've talked about that so many times on this show and obviously dealing with a franchise like friday the 13th um looking back on it now you you really can deal with it as a whole and see that it actually worked i've, I've said a lot of times like terminator the blues brothers for example not to go too far off the rails those were films that i think they just stood on their own and they would have been just fine if they just left them alone. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. said, okay, these are dark, mysterious characters. Even the Blues Brothers, I've been saying that they are dark, mysterious characters. Comedy or not, dark and mysterious. Yep. They should have left it alone, right? It was, looking back on this now, in retrospect, Friday the 13th as a franchise, it is actually kind of a great story to see how this thing kind of uh, is, is, and we mentioned continuity a second ago, as ridiculous <laughs> as it got, mm-hmm. they did complement each other to a certain degree. Is, I agree. As flimsy as some of these storylines were, and they really were kind of just, oh, they were flimsy. Yeah. Um, it it really did work. If you look at an entire body of work, it does make sense. It's based around something that does make sense, even though it can be nonsensical. It's a whole thing that 
it's based around something we understand and this, yeah, the story yeah. makes sense for sure. I think there's a level of uh, progression, especially with those first four, when you consider oh, yeah. um, how they were painting uh, Jason to just be this sort of uh, aboriginal type character that lives off the, the land in the middle of the woods. And he's obviously painted to be this mentally challenged character. Mm. And so that end shot where he crashes through the window and he's not wearing the sack on his head is that much more effective because Mm -hmm. you're just like oh my goodness this guy does look like an animal Mm -hmm. he looks like some sort of wild cannibal um who just kind of exists out there and just kind of just bumming for scraps or whatever Yeah. yeah um but you know, does he eat? Still has you know? this. Well, he still has this sort of uh, very infantile uh, mentation about him. Um, obviously, his mom is dead, and the head with the sweater is in the hut, which is a completely oh, a... little departure from you yeah. know from a, from that. Yep. But you know, I think they were figuring it out. I don't know how much they struggled with the character in this one too, because. Um, if I'm not mistaken, three different actors played him in part two. Uh, there were two oh, really? g- two gentlemen that the, the the studio couldn't disagree with, and then I believe they just put this female in uh, in the outfit for a majority of what we know to be the final cut of that one. If yes. I'm not mistaken, um, yeah, that's a that's a really interesting sort of. Uh, fact about that one that that kind of goes back to the something about uh, you were talking about how you watch horror movies now and think about like man you're laying there you just got laid situation like that i'm thinking back about the like seeing it in the first time for a theater i, I never had a life where jason was not the hockey mask and yeah. up to this point in the world yeah. of friday the 13th there has not been a hockey mask and that wasn't jason to anybody yet no. nobody that jason was this animal like you know handicapped character that was so that nobody really knew about and the nobody had the hockey mask in their mind at all well and that's yeah that's what i was gonna say it's really funny because everybody connects the hockey mask to him mm-hmm. but there's these it movies where it doesn't way. even it's yeah. a world where yeah. that didn't exist for two and a half years basically yeah almost that comes years. from about five years of superb marketing oh yeah we don't even see the mask until if you want to transition into it you might as well now End of the third. Three quarters through the third movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. like that. Exactly. Yeah, which is, you know. There's a certain element here, though, too, that you, and that this does follow through, I think, for the majority of the films, uh, where you do, at least I do, I feel, I feel sad, I feel sad for Jason Voorhees. I mean, he was a, you, they, they throw back a lot of scenes where he's drowning in the lake, you know, and I don't think, I don't know anybody, I'm sure in this room, for example, that you know the thought of a child drowning i mean I, and speaking from experience i've seen it unfortunately been a witness to stuff like this um it's a it's it's hard to deal with it's hard so there's you know where we have this animal literally this animal that's out there just killing at i mean nothing survives the wake of jason Voorhees. Mm. you just die right um but there's this other element of the character where we do see that this was not the way it was supposed to work out for him this was just a sad ending and a beginning of what we're witnessing through these films. He's the result of, of negligent negligence. counselors. Yeah, you exactly. Know? You know, and that's where the whole revenge thing comes in, starting with his mother and then, you know, going through him through all these years. Um, so there is that piece too that, and that's what makes it really interesting to me is there is a certain a bit where I'm like, man, I really feel bad for you, dude. You know, you got well, a bad rap he, here. He kind of got the short end of the stick. He did. You know? He totally did. He you just know, wanted I, to swim. In and, part two, I, I want to point out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to point out. 
point out Mark's uh, Mark, the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, his death. Great. That was. In, that's I wrote one of the down awesome was, wheelchair death. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Mark's wheelchair another death. Total yeah. throwback to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. There's mm-hmm. there's more in that later that they even throw yeah. back to that, or yeah. you can even yeah. stretch it out to The Exorcist too if you want to throw. Oh it, yeah. You know, yep. Uh, Father Karras getting you know going flying down the down stairs. stairs. Yes. Another 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 death like that too. I Definitely love shit like death. that. I love when these people interconnect stuff and take pieces bits and pieces and puzzle pieces from other movies and put them in other stuff and you can pick it out. Yeah. It puts a smile on my face. See, although that like some of the later sequels are some of my favorites, I appreciate the, the earlier sequels um, for the less is more effect. Yeah. So for instance, one of my favorite kills is when the gentleman, I forget the character's name, the guy who's flirting with the girl who goes skinny dipping, yeah. who owns the puppy muffin. Uh, he gets caught in that <laughs> snare and he's just kind of waiting there like, hey, can you cut me down from this thing? Yeah, yeah. I'll be right oh, back. Dude, right. I mean, put yourself in that guy's position. Like, that's a pretty scary position it to is. be in. You know, it is. Totally scary. It's scary without some maniac with a machete running around the woods. Yeah, I and mean, then he just gets his throat cut with the backside, the dull side of a machete, which is a very much a reoccurring theme I've noticed maybe three times in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Somebody gets cut with the dull end of a machete. Well, somebody yeah. finds one. Hurt so much they they first, always too. seem to find one laying around somewhere. <laughs> I guess if you're in the woods and you want to traverse and kind of explore and, you know, kind well, of... Well, yeah, yeah, I, I guess that, that makes sense. Comes you in handy. accidentally drop your machete. Yeah. <laughs> Later on, Jason's finding weed whips with circular saw blades on the end of it Dear laying God. around. So we're, you know, yeah, stuff's in the woods. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to point out, too, with, with one and two, well, I'm, I'm sorry, with two... Because Jason is in full effect here now, right? Um, you see Jason kind of getting his ass kicked a couple times too. Mm-hmm. Like he gets he he gets owned. I don't well, know. Well, he's way to kind say. of establishing his uh, you know his self at this point. You yeah, because he hasn't been killing people for very long. Yeah, you, you know, know, I I literally put him. Like, he's not. He don't seem to be very tough in this film. I mean, What's he get in the second one? He gets like a machete to the shoulder or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Nasty. And then maybe one other thing. I can't remember. But he gets like two good. They get two good shots on him. Yeah. I think the one that he's supposed to die, you know, before he jumps through the window. I think he gets right, that machete right. Like, the, the, well, right the down sh- in the right shoulder. Right down yeah. in the shoulder. And yeah. Gets him, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we already mentioned the uh, the altar uh, with Pamela or Mrs. Mrs. Voorhees' head. That's literally one of that. That was one of those scenes, and I've talked about that on this show so many times. There's certain images you see in films that literally will burn their way into your brain, and they'll never leave. You don't have to see them for 20 or 30 years, but when you do see them, you, it all comes back to you. Yep. And that literally is that that altar that was built. Decom Ted on an altar oh my is like God. That's, yeah. I mean that's. Sure. That's nightmare fuel. Total nightmare fuel. Did anybody notice that the ascending shot at the end of two, when they do a, a, a close up of the mom's severed head, it's an it's a it's a human. It's an actual actress. Yes. Who's made up, and then they cut it and it's over, or they freeze it and they roll the credits up. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if they shot it. But they definitely talked about her eyes opening at the end, which could have been goofy, could have been effective, could have been fun, could have been whatever. But they definitely at least discussed that. While yeah, I, mm-hmm. I heard something about that. That could have been cool, but at the same time, like what? She's Who still knows? alive with her head cut off? Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous, right? Well, when it comes to Friday the 13th, the sky is the limit when it comes. To, I mean, look at the things that, you know, Jason himself has went through. 
Yeah. You know, and some of the, and again, I, and I'm going to say it, I'll say it over and over again. Some of the ways that we've seen him come back, you know, they're a bit, okay, you know. Ridiculous. And, yeah. It's insane. <laughs> it's um, all supposed to be ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about three. Okay. Because this is totally great, but I'm just, like, we're, before so we get into three, yeah. before we get into three, yeah. I do have to mention this new website. It's called Recklist. Oh, yeah. Hey, Chris, check that out. It's R E K. Remind him. R E K L I S T dot com. And from what I'm reading about this website, it actually looks really cool. Mm-hmm. They're kind of mixing um, the streaming service yeah. with social media. So basically, it's going to be a lot of more underground, not as well known films that you can go on there and stream, but you can also interact with your friends, family, other viewers, members on the website. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that. Again, it's recklist.com, R E K L I S T.com. Their tagline is reimagine the way you decide what to watch. And they're saying there's not a lot of the stuff that goes on with Netflix with like having a flip, flip, flip. Mm-hmm. It's a much easier menu for people to use or interface for people to use. So cool. just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, awesome. excellent. Cool. All right. So Friday the 13th, part three, 3D. 3D. <laughs> 3D. So how many 3D movies came out in 1982? Um, Jaws was 3D. Jaws Amity- 3D. Amityville was 3D. Amityville was 3D. That, I don't know if that was 83, but. I think it was 82. I think it was the same year. Yeah. Um, there, there, that was a 3D thing. Mm. That, that year was just a, it was a thing. And there was that other movie that was the, um, the kind of Indiana Jones knockoff. Oh, I always forget. Uh, oh, Treasure of the te- Three Crowns. Temple of the Temple of the Four Crowns. Yes, wow. I love that movie. Yeah. Oh, that's one of it's my all-time. So bad. It's so bad. Yeah. The it's Neil, terrible. like the Neil Diamond <laughs> lookalike dude. Yes, that's yes. Highly, highly, yeah. That if you guys have not seen Temple. It's either Temple of the Four Crowns or Treasure of the Four Crowns. I am slipping. That movie is completely ridiculous. It was a complete, like Chris said, complete Indiana Jones ripoff, but it was 3D. Uh, but And you know what? Some of the, the plot was actually kind of neat, the way they were doing things. Check that out if you guys haven't seen that or not. Treasure, yeah, of, the Four yeah, Crowns, you're Treasure of the Four Crowns. Treasure yeah. of the Four Crowns. Yeah, completely nuts. Completely nuts. Um, but yeah, that was 3D also, like you were saying, Chris. Um, the one thing I really want, I think, well, the credits... The opening credits of this movie were very, they were very 007-ish to me. I mean, that's all I can really think of. You know, you have this crazy fucking disco music going. And I'm like, this is fucking Friday the 13th. Well, there is, there is an opening credit that is an exact 007 Where he just steps in. Yeah, right. Yeah. And well, he steps in the eye of the mask and like slices, I think it's part six or something like that. But um, this is like 80s retro you know, oh, yeah, totally. Uh, Nintendo yeah. hadn't come out yet, I don't believe. Nope. Like, this was, like, it's so indicative of the time, the, the, that that year and it what was going y- on. This was the moment. We're only three in, two movies are done, and I was already like, oh, here we go. Like, starting with the craziness, like, yeah. the weird disco <laughs> entrance. Like, we're going to get fucking goofy now already. But and I think in starts. a lot of respects, it also cemented its feet where it belonged, which is in this hall of fame of horror franchises you have the nerdy guy who can't get laid you have the stoner couple you yeah. have the you know the promiscuous couple you have yep. the sort of rough and tumble sort of gangster folk or whatever in that one M- the most class- unconvincing biker gang ever i wrote down <laughs> no of my kidding. notes <laughs> yeah <laughs> at any point i could see them like breaking it breaking out into like hello yeah, hello like- yeah that was a little <laughs> 
a little unbelievable. But I, I'm not scared of these people. Right. <laughs> I'm not scared of you guys. So on the way over here, one thing that uh, Dom brought up, because I know we can get wrapped up in like, oh, we got his mask and oh, this, uh, this, yeah, that, and the other yeah. thing. But I have something that I want to address that I don't think I've ever heard. And I watched all the documentaries, everything. I know this franchise quite well. He had mentioned that Jason is the most human in this uh, in this entry, and I totally agree. Uh, now, follow me for a second. So the antagonist, <laughs> yes, uh, Chris, the main character, um, her love interest, Rick, yeah. um, who's trying to get laid the whole time, can't do it, whatever, and their relationship sort of mildly progresses, and then they're sitting by a campfire, and, and she describes how uncomfortable she is to be at that cabin based on uh, this story of her wandering out into the middle of the woods <laughs> alone, which nobody would ever do ever, maybe yeah. not even back then, uh, falls asleep next to a tree, which is even less likely, yep. only to wake up hearing footsteps and this strange man, mind you, he hasn't gotten the mask yet, right? Mm -hmm. And he comes around the side of the tree and he has this really like evil grin and he's very grabby, right? He's very grabby. He doesn't get her. He reaches for her. He's trying to get her. He's kind of fumbling around, whatever. So he's already at this point in the movie, we're about halfway through the movie this happens. He's already in with uh, brute force murdered multiple people. And after this, he obviously does the same thing. But he's yeah. awfully grabby and, and very human. Um and she describes how violated she felt and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, yeah. And then in the final act of the same film, there's a moment where he's coming after her and she's like, has this look of confusion on her face. And he, this is after he gets the mask. He lifts the mask up and smiles and cackles That's right. At her That's right. Holy as, shit. As yeah. if to show her who he is. Yeah. Is Jason a little rapey in part three? Maybe. I never even thought about it. It's just the, it's the only moment in the entire franchise that he exhibits that behavior, but I think he's a little rapey in that movie. And it's like an emotion. Holy shit, kind of weird, right? Yeah, very weird. deliberate. He's in the he's in the barn and he loses one weapon. She's up in the loft and he's literally slowly walking around looking for things. Yeah, he's looking for her. She's hiding up in the straw bales and he's slowly he's he's moving things. He's making right, right. decisions and choices. He's not blindly killing through everything. Yeah, yeah. He's literally like taking things and and making weapons and like making choices as a person and emotion. It's 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 almost emotionally fueled. It's sure. one of the most interesting moments in the whole franchise, but I also think that arguably could be the most one of the most flawed of the franchises because it doesn't fit literally anywhere. Yeah, it's ta it's changing the tone of the character completely. Absolutely. Across the board. But maybe they're still trying to figure him out or whatever. Obviously, they got it figured out by the time 4 starts if you ask well, me. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was very interesting. I've never heard anybody mention that, but I noticed I never just, you know, because every time he's got that weird look on his face, yeah. that smile, I just kind of laugh like that just goofy. Yeah, he you looks know? goofy. But, but there's a smile. There's a there's a there's an evil grin, you know, like he's like enjoying he knows, this. At he's this enjoying point. it. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's you know, it's, it's out there. Well, he's getting better at it. Right? Yeah, right. 
Yeah. The, this is the, we were talking about the homages to things. This is the classic Texas Chainsaw in the beginning, because you mentioned the cast, and that's the first thing I wrote down. The lineup is, like, super classic with the stoners and the hot chick and the big dude and the weird dude, and but they're all in a van, and they're smoking weed, right, and right. it's they're set in the same way, like in Texas Chainsaw, where you got Shelly in this one, who's kind of the awkward dude in the wheelchair even though he's not in a wheelchair in this and they're all kind of sad right. and they're being like out on a back road and it's very texas chainsaw like and then the cast itself that's like where they start setting big dude stoner cry you know couple of hot chicks couple like that's the, you start getting that actual cast where they do it pretty much every time yeah. and that's that's like getting everything set up i didn't think the kills in this film them made me sound like a total jerk off but I didn't think the well, kills. You in are this a film, total jerk off. Well, yeah, so. I know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think the kills in this film were really like they weren't as exciting. <laughs> they were. They there were really a couple, a, but they weren't well, shot very well. Rick yeah. getting his eye popped out was a great trick because of yeah. the 3D effect or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know, Ali was one of the bikers. Yes, um, there was where what we thought was his death. Earlier in the film, chain around the neck. Well, no, he just starts getting beaten. Yeah, mm-hmm. the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah, first, yeah, the time. first time. He just with the rent with the pipe yeah, wrench. Mm-hmm. That that just to me was very brutal. And the that, sound that, effects were similar to what I was saying with the yeah, mallet and Texas. There you Kingston. go. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was very brutal to watch that, and it's just like, well, this guy's just getting beaten into a pulp. Mm-hmm. And I mean, pound for pound, you know, when we see all these deaths through, and not only through Friday the Thirteenth. Um, the ones that really do get under my skin personally are the ones where somebody just gets beaten, like you know, irreversible. For example, uh, the beginning of irreversible oh. with with the with the fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. That's one of the craziest, most insane. It's very graphic too. Yeah. You see everything, but if, even if they didn't show that, just the the idea of just being mashed into a fine paste, more or less, with, a, <laughs> with some. I mean, that's really what it is. Just just the 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 idea of pulverizing something. It's one of the most disturbing aspects when it comes to these kills. Tommy so does it. it in number four to Jason at the yeah. end. That's yeah. like a big. They, you know, they 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 focus on it, and Corey Feldman is beating the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. And that's the uh, you know, it's a couple of times through. There are moments the throughout that, the series where some of those are my scare, my, like the scariest kills for me when i was watching as a kid mm-hmm. just because like you said like there's this primal rage that yeah. uh that seems to be you know um on display and it's 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 horrifying i think it's also frustration <laughs> yeah i mean especially you know when you're talking about four which we'll get to here in a second i'm sure you know it's and that's my thing if i was in there i'm like okay this fucker won't die what other thing can I do to this guy? I've done this. I've done that. Well, I'm just going to beat and beat and beat and beat and beat and beat and beat until it stops moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that didn't work either. <laughs> nope. Yeah. One thing we haven't mentioned that I think, uh, now that I think about it, uh, continues pretty much through most of the series. Uh, the final sequences to which Jason is defeated or the, the story wraps up, um, to me... In every one of them, and this is coming from somebody who's a huge fan, uh, are really drawn out. A lot of them. A lot of them could be between seven and fifteen minutes shorter. The at the oh, end. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's just there's chasing them. Well, especially the car three. dies, the van yeah. dies. I gotta escape. I'm under the bridge. I'm well, and you, know, you got to make the oh, we have to meet the ninety minutes right. that the movie has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they just pad it with oh, let's run through the woods some more. Well, that's yeah. what I said you about know? three. I literally said that. I'm like, we it kind of drags. Well, yeah. you, know, you know, and that's the, yeah, they could have cut time off that and just you, condensed it a bit. They all do. The, Why does Amy Steele have to see a rat and piss her pants? Like I thought right. she was cute as a button. Why'd she have to pee her pants? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think you know the first couple times you do the people running through the woods for a long time, you're building tension. But yeah. as you do that, it yeah. kind of becomes a cliche, right? You know. Well, yeah. Yeah. So yes, they could have trimmed the fat in yeah. some areas. The suspense for sure. has already turned to like, all right, you've, I'm already over the hill. Let's let's. We've already this watched people out. run through the woods like 20 times. At this exactly. Point. Yeah. Some are like an hour 45 runtime. Yeah. Some are like yeah. an hour 30 range, and but yeah, there's there's room there. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to move the four? Or the, I'm sorry, the final chapter. Final <laughs> chapter, yeah. But it isn't. <laughs> but it isn't. No. But that was their intention. Oh yeah. Kill them off. Be done with it. We're yep. over it. We've plateaued. I don't know if they made less money from three comparatively to four, and they just wanted to wrap it up. Um, but I would also argue that this one really catapulted them into uh, what sort of Nightmare on Elm Street achieved oh, in yeah. a lot less time. Yep. Yep. Uh, having this character that you wanted to almost like he was the antihero. Yep. You know, you almost wanted to see Jade. Like that's when the body counts got a little higher, and they continued to get a little oh, yeah. higher. Um, this oh, is yeah. one of my favorites, and it, as far as I'm concerned, I think this is uh, universally a fan favorite among It is. I would people. have to say that of the later ones, I, one and two I kind of count differently. Three through the end is what I kind of put into a different thing, and I think four is probably my favorite out of, out yeah. of the three through 12. Well, I think part four really started to establish more mythology for the character. Okay. And kind of what was going on in the background with establishing other characters, too. Mm -hmm. Because this is when we got Tommy, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we know his arc carried on for several movies yeah. Yep. Yeah. after this with multiple actors. With well, different obviously. actors. Yeah. yeah. Um, which really annoyed the Somebody, that somebody mentioned this. They were trying, uh, somebody who's not really familiar with the movies and everything like that, they were like, so wait a minute how many years does this take place through and you know three to four is the next day because they yeah. pick up right yeah. up flawless then, transition if beautiful you transition me. i think that's really awesome but then after tommy's a kid then he's 20 in a mental institution yeah and so like there's a there's some time gaps there where but you there's yeah if you're gonna pick apart continuity in the later movies we can really <laughs> i wonder if apart. they took a cue from how successful halloween 2 was to decide to do a little have a little action going on in the hospital because i thought that was a pretty powerful scene those first two kills at the beginning yeah uh is it axel i think axel axel well uh gets yeah. his gets Cut with a surgical saw, and then he turns his head completely around. That was great. Even just the nurse, what was the nurse's uh, character's name? I can't oh, remember. Yeah, I um, but just how far that scalpel goes in. And nurse then they Morgan. Have, they have to show him sort of take that scalpel up. I thought that was way more impactful, and it kind of set the tone for, okay, now Jason is a, he's a brute force. He's pissed. He is... Yeah, he's more angry than ever. Mm. Um, he's way less bumbling, and he is just just death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just death walking. When we were watching these at the shop, like we, the first thing in the hospital scene, sure as shit, we talked about the second Halloween. Yeah, that's exactly mm -hmm. what we mentioned. You know, it's funny. Um, there's a slight, in the scene you're talking about with Axel, I have this written down, actually, uh, where there's a scene where they're trying to get it on, and... Jason's hand falls, falls down, down. Yeah. freaks him out, totally turns her off, ruins the mood. She runs out, right? Put him in the freezer. So he goes to put 
Jason in the freezer, Axel does, and we just, it, it's slight. You got to watch for it, but you just see that as he's shutting the door, the light shines in and you see the breath come out of Jason's mouth. Oh, nice. I only noticed I the door that. just No, open. no. Yeah. A, I don't you know see that I've awesome. ever, I don't know. No, I noticed that. that. I picked awesome. up on that when I was watching it over the weekend and I was like, ooh, he's fucked. <laughs> you know, that's and that's awesome. why literally after that, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. yeah you got to watch for it. You see the breath come out of his mouth. So he's alive. Yeah. Yeah. And this, I guess you just have to pick it up. You the know? whole time that you were talking about that story, all I wanted to mention was the workout video that I was <laughs> watching it the whole time. <laughs> so insane. Those aren't even like exercise moves. No. These girls are just humping the air. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, in the 80s, though, that. I you mean, saw there yeah, was a lot was of that. that. Yeah. yeah. It was weird, man. Yeah. I think the first time I jerked off was probably one of those. Yo, <laughs> I bet. Uh, I still do. Crispin, Crispin Glover's Crispin dance moves? Do we yes. need to address Sick. that, or is that something we all know is completely insane? That was I great. just think we need to just say Crispin Glover rules. Yeah, he's great. He's always good in everything. It's yeah. really mm-hmm. too bad that he doesn't act yeah. more. But he got kind of you know pigeonholed into mm-hmm. always playing the creeper, right. which he does a great job at. But it would be cool to see him come back yeah. and do something cool, you yeah, know. Definitely. But one of the things I pointed out here, um, Paul's death scene, uh, harpoon to the dick. Great. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I there wasn't. I I I actually rewound that. Why I did that? I just I I had to watch it one more time. You like it? Well, no, to make sure that I saw what I saw. And I just to be a hundred percent, I'm like, oh my god, he did. Because I'm like, okay, maybe it was the stomach. You know, I was just say, did he really hit him in the dick? Like, he, wow, yeah, straight you in. Know. I mean, it was right yeah. in the crotch. Mm-hmm. That was a good. That was very fucking horrible. Intense. Um, uh, Crispin Glover's character. Uh, Ted, where's the corkscrew? And he gets the corkscrew through the hand oh, and then the meat awesome. cleaver in the face. That was super intense. Yeah, that was hard to watch. Um, the the guy who got laid who's in the shower and he just pushes his face. Oh! You know, that was really good into the tile. That we was start really in you're, you're just talking about it. We're talking body count. Body count starts yeah, going up just, and they yeah. get more. And the brutality, more brutality, the brutality, it just, it's, it, you know, and you know, they're getting more creative. Yep. Definitely. People, they're getting more creative with the kills and stuff like that. Well, Tom um, Savini was still on board. Yeah. Mind mm-hmm. you. So he's been on board at this point, I believe the whole time, all four movies at this point. So that was definitely, you know, there was a progression there with him. Um, He's yeah. so great. Four's great. The 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 end sequence, although um, chasing the main character around, uh, <laughs> was still a little drawn out. You yeah, know, I got that. Running I around in the, the rain. Down. Yeah. Um, but in that living room, you know, uh, I don't really know what to say about. The idea of him reading the newspaper article and then shaving his head and using that as a ploy the same way Amy Steele did in part two, but yeah. it works. It's, it's it just happens very fast and deliberately. You're yeah. like, okay, I see where he's going with this. Right. You know, right. I think the difference is that it's a child in this movie that goes head to head with Jason. Yeah. That totally changes a spectrum of yeah. holy shit, like these near adults, all these teenagers have basically been slashed and just dispatched of. And now you've got little fucking Tommy Jarvis that's like, I'm going to fuck this motherfucker up. And they hadn't done that before. That made it fresh and new and something different for the series. Mm -hmm. And again, like I said, it like establishes this whole new character, even though they screwed it up 
with yeah. the continuity. Well, but, to watch a yeah. child be that brutal, though, too. I mean, I don't know. If, I can't remember any time seeing something, you know, that, that juxtaposition with, you know, the innocence of youth, uh, a young little boy doing what he was doing. It's, you know, it, it's 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 taken chung and, tongue in cheek now. Yeah. Uh, but I think for the time, that was hard for people to watch, just to see a child become, literally turning into an animal just as much as Jason was at the yeah. time. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so that's that's another idea, you know. One thing I noticed, ugh, yeah, very it's interesting. fucking hard to watch. <laughs> For yeah. me, it is. It's hard to watch. You know, the thing about these films too, it's one thing I was thinking about, and they're fun to watch. I'm not knocking them at all. But I was taking it into a perspective of like, okay, what am I watching here? Like, what am I watching? And I'm watching people getting killed. <laughs> yeah. For <laughs> fun. Know? For fun, right? And I'm not. There's no. I'm not. You know, I'm not taking a shit on anything like that. But when you take it into that context, I'm like, man, what the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, films. fun. You know, Jason's the, the, death is it seems very final too when you watch it, and you know what I mean. You oh think yeah. About the fact that that's the final chapter. They were going to end the series there. He gets that machete like between the fingers, which is a really interesting scene. Oh man. Uh, and and they then, show it in his perspective. It's cool, oh, right? God. And then not only uh, before Tommy Jarvis hacks him up. He gets that machete in the side of the head, and in so, like, not anatomically correct fashion, he falls to the ground, and you see the head just move up a little bit as it slides down the machete. That yeah. was pretty cool. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. It was a lot of fun, but it was final. I think it looked it looked very final. You know, he was finally mortally wounded. We're gonna yeah. kill him. We're gonna kill him. We're yeah. Gonna, we're going to kill him off. Right. But no. But no. Uh. Part well, a new beginning, 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where I started really getting like that when I said the word flimsy. Yeah, this is where I'm like, oh come on, guys. Yeah. Fun to watch. Do me wrong, but I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, from a writing st- a writing perspective, things got a little got a little weird here. Yep. Um, I think it's an underrated sequel. Um, I think that they probably faltered uh, in the respect that Danny Steinman. Um, who was, I believe, the director of this one. Uh, his career previously, previous to that movie in 1985, was, 1985 was all smut films. So he right, was doing right. like softcore porn in the 70s and 80s. And then he so, comes over like, to horror. Yeah, so you can see from like the love scene between the two characters, uh, just before the girl gets the the sort of shears in the eyes and he clips her, her, oh, man. her the, the bridge so of her cool. nose, which is a fantastic kill. Yeah. Uh, you can see like that sex scene is a little more graphic than it really needs. Needs to be. I mean, I, yeah. as as a as a, a preteen or a teenager, I obviously wasn't complaining about it. Yeah. But now, but... when I look back on it, I'm like, that's a lot. And there are stories of him like yelling at them, like fucker, and like just sort of insinuating that they make it more realistic. And, and he's in his wheelhouse. I mean, right. come on, you're gonna. That's totally. Yeah, he's, he's, he was in that. his comfort zone, but yeah. also. They're coming back from something they thought they had ended. Right. So what are we going to do? What the hell we got to amp? We got amp it up. We yeah. got to make it more. Bring it. Bring it. In that respect, it. I thought it was really great. I I like that. If you talk about sequels that people are pissed off by because they're such a further like a such a far departure from like the game plan like yeah. uh, like a Halloween three like a Nightmare two you know what I mean things like this where they're just like totally off the beaten path i think this is the, one of the more uh respectable ones you know yeah, i think well, that was an interesting I, I don't know what the like blue marks on the mask versus the red marks on the mask i think that was an interesting touch i don't know why they decided to do that it's just it, was a, it shows cool. it's not jason yeah right that's, that's all, all it, that's all it was yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah 
Yeah, the the the, the twist on this was I interesting. I, the, I I noted here, and which does tie into the direct, you know, the plot of this film. Um, where the hell did it go? Oh my goodness. Uh, Victor, <laughs> Victor killing Joseph, uh, which we, who was like kind of the goofy kid. Yep. You know, um, that's one of those ones again, from my childhood watching this film, yeah. the whole act scene and, and just getting, seeing that guy get just act to death. Yeah. That's one of those ones that fucked me up when I was younger. Hey Vic, mm-hmm. I've come to help you with the wood today. Yeah. <laughs> you want a candy bar? Yeah. You know? Here, let me just set it right here yeah. for you. <laughs> And then a young Clint East, Clint Eastwood looking motherfucker just yeah. chops you right just, to pieces. Yeah, just 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 destroys him. It's one of those ones like you know. I think when I was younger, I just didn't quite. Un- you know, when you're younger, I think you know. I know I didn't like. I always say that about like the spaghetti westerns or any cowboy. At that, when I was younger, I watched uh, the cowboys to see the gunfights. Now I watched those cowboys to see why there's a gunfight. You know what I mean? Uh, back then, I was just looking. I mean, this is, it was the same idea with these films, I think. It's like, I'm just watching people get killed, like just getting slashed around. Right. And now that you're older, you want to, okay, what, why the hell is this going on? Why are people getting killed like this? So all the impression I have from that scene we're talking about was just, wow, that guy just got axed to death. That was pretty rad. Well, now when I watch this again, reviewing this, I'm like, oh, there, there's the context. I mean, pretty flimsy context. The guy just was an asshole, basically, right. you know, with an attitude problem. But that is a very, very big part of the plot because that's where, you know, what takes us to the end and why what happened in that film happened, right? Um, But very, very, um, very disturbing scene. Um, You know, and you mentioned that sex scene. I think that Eddie was was the dude in that scene. Yes. Um, that's with the leather strap on the tree. One of the yeah. most visceral Fuck, kills in the dude. whole series. Damn, that dude. One you, that's one you watch. You keep watching it, yeah. and it just oh keeps going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really great. And then how he snaps it off at the end when he's done. Like oh. that's that was that was wonderful. I really really like that. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. That was yeah. just oh god, man. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree a hundred percent. One thing I pointed out too with this movie was it seemed like you know, and I may you may disagree. Because this is just what I picked up on. Uh, there wasn't a lot of variation in the kills. It was mostly just grab and stab. <laughs> I put grab and stab. A lot of just straight Except stabs. for that, I mean, obviously that tree scene we were talking about with the leather strap, that was insane. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that after was just grab and stab. That's mm-hmm. all it was the, the, the whole way through. There wasn't a lot of variation with that. I, I don't disagree. You got uh, the random farmer, or the guy that wants to help Ethel and Junior on the farm. He gets yeah. stabbed in the stomach. Yeah. Yep. Um, with the exception of that couple, really. Uh, yeah. A lot of it's just... Grab and like stab. Said, grab and stab. Now, now thinking about that though, as we're talking about this and knowing who that was doing it, he didn't have the palate <laughs> or the talents that Jason did, right? right? So that really or the does strength kind of, that or the strength. So that does really explain why you know. I'm kind of taking that, writing it down. I was like, well, there's not a lot of variation in the kills on this thing. But if you take the whole ball of wax here, as far as this movie's concerned, well, you're talking about a guy that's probably never done this before. Yeah. All he knows, yeah. Yeah. Jason loves throwing motherfuckers through windows, and I don't think anybody gets thrown through a window in that. No, in four, though, one of the twins does. Yeah, that's, yeah, one of the twins yeah. does. <laughs> but but uh, uh, lest we not forget about uh, the uh, road flare in the mouth in part five. Oh, that's, that's right. That's great oh, kill. That great dude, kill. that's great. Rudy or whoever. Yep. Yeah. Ratatouille. working on the car. Fix the fucking car. Yeah. I got to take a <laughs> shit in the woods. <laughs> Who shits in the woods? Yeah, exactly. Um, I've shit in the woods a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, who does it voluntarily? 
Uh, okay, well, let's get I'm the car. Not, I'm a butt guy. wipe guy, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm always prepared. Let's get the car fixed, and then I'll find a bathroom to take a shit. Yeah. I, that, that would be my mentality. I'm like, I'm not going out there. It's pitch black out there. Yep. You know, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'll wait. Uh, <laughs> At least later on, when the two are in the next one, when they're in the van, the couple is in the van, and the guy talks about bad enchiladas, and he runs out, and there's a porta potty. <laughs> Miguel Nunez Jr. was Dear, in yeah. one of these true crime shows on TV. I can't remember which one it is, but I recognize him from it. And That's that song awesome. that he and his girlfriend Anita were singing had a really awesome, uh, you know, somewhere it's a nice around. Little jingle. Ooh, yeah. baby. Ooh, baby. <laughs> yes. So great. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to stop it for one quick second. Okay. All right, so Jason lives. But does he? But does he? <laughs> this one, the beginning, uh, really resonated with me. Uh, I think it was on HBO uh, a lot at the time, and I was obviously a very young, impressionable man. And that opening scene of digging him up, the sort of Frankenstein effect where he stabbed him with the uh, the sort of yeah, um, and then the lightning struck and revived him. Uh, yeah. That was... That at the time that was great. Uh, to yeah. this day, I think that I would go as far to say is part six has the perfect marriage of goofy as hell yes. and still serious and somewhat threatening. I remember I saw this in the theater with my dad because me and my dad always would see horror movies together, and I remember this opening sequence very well mm-hmm. too yeah. with the lightning rod like mm-hmm. holy shit did they really just go frankenstein on this shit yeah. yeah and it was it was really like oh fuck that's cool yeah that was a really cool opening well you, indifferent from all the other movies too. jeff you mentioned the comedy element i think that they did turn that up yeah they definitely film. turned it up we so that would have been 1986 yep um yeah i was born so that was before dream warriors came out because i almost would say that dream warriors would set the precedent for the comedy meets yeah. horror yeah. um but i think this actually came before that if i'm not mistaken look that up Chris. um Luke. but when i grew up uh, my dad listened to a lot of kiss uh he listened to a lot of zz top and he listened to a lot of Alice Dream Cooper. Warriors was the next year, 1987. Next year. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Alice Cooper. So naturally for me, the soundtrack, he did two songs for the soundtrack on yeah. part six. Both great tunes. Yeah. yeah. One's a little 80s and a little overproduced. And yeah, but that's... W- but yeah, but you fun. notice it. Yeah. Me, you're like, that's Alice Cooper. Yeah. But yeah. the other oh, yeah. one's like a straight up like mid-80s rock song. Like, yeah. It's not cock rock, you know, yeah. as much as like Poison and, other, and Motley Crue and a lot right, of the other right. bands that were big at the time. Uh, but like that, the hair metal bullshit. Exactly. Mm. So yeah, that bullshit. movie for me, just <laughs> it, it takes you on a ride from from beginning to end. I think it's fun. All the characters are fun. Uh, the overacting is great. Oh yeah. You know, it's totally right on time. Um, it's not. It's not as nearly as dark of a film. I mean, this is like no. probably the, the most light. It's a little more camp. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It was put together well. You know. I think too. Uh, what was the one scene? Where oh uh, they dig him up they you know put the dirt back over but it's actually Tommy Jarvis's friend Haas uh, and <laughs> they talk to the care the caretaker at the the cemetery and uh, he was like dig him up yeah what does he think I'm a fart head yeah, and yeah. they immediately <laughs> cut to the kids and the kids are all going yeah. And it's right on time. Yeah. Just a great cut. Just yep. fun enough. But, you know, there's obviously still a serious thing going on. That movie is, I think it's excellent. One thing I I, <laughs> I, I, I picked up on, I thought, or at least that I that I liked about this film, is that there is this comedic element we're talking about. 
And what I thought that did is you you had kind of more of the joking around, more of the lightheartedness happening. And it, to me, it made the murders and the kills, dare I say, it, pop a little bit more. It just kind of made them like stick out more like, holy shit, because you're kind of like, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was kind of smiling a little bit and, and giggling here and there. And then when someone gets greased, you're like, oh, dude, holy yeah, crap. Then brutality out of nowhere. Yeah. So it makes that stuff kind of stick out more. I've got two words for you. Triple decapitation. That is like oh one of the God, funnest yeah. kills in the whole dang yeah. series. And exactly what you were talking about. It's just, they. Had, I think they threw that in at the end because I think the studio had determined that because the uh, the body count was slightly uh, lower than the le- previous two sequels, they're like, we got to kill some more motherfuckers. You, got, you guys got to get back in there. So they have that couple that is like celebrating their, uh, pro- you know, him proposing yes. to her. Yep. They get both stabbed at the same time, leaving on the motorcycle. Yep. And then they have the sort of uh, company executive paintball game. Oh, God, that was ridiculous. That's five right. kills on that yeah. one. Uh, I did uh, mention to Dom about the the one character, I forget his name, but he's the guy that gets his arm ripped off. Thank you. Okay, I got that written down here. Right. Mm -hmm. So he he says, uh, and I was like, oh, man, I wonder if people at this point will... feel bad about praising that kill because, you know, he's a little misogynistic, you know, he's talking about how women should get back in the kitchen, this, that, and the other thing. Um, But I think that if you really pay attention to the content of the lines, it's not that way at all. They're actually making fun of this type of misogynistic male character where he says, damn broad, she or dumb broad, she tricked me. Well, if she was dumb, she wouldn't have been able to trick you. Should have... Stayed well, in the kitchen, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. Then the blood on the smiley face in the tree. Like, I think oh, that God. was all Across the fun. board, this movie has a lot of satire in it. Because oh, yeah. even, even the paintball thing was satire because at that time, that's when paintball really blew up. Yeah. Like those couple Big years time, around right. there. And they were satirizing that whole thing yeah. of, oh, everybody's playing paintball now. Mm-hmm. Better throw it in the movie and let's make fun of it. Yeah, the whole you throwing know? with the yeah. arm ripped off, that is so comical. And, and to see Jason, because he throws the guy, yeah, you see him hit the tree, mm-hmm. smiley face, go back to Jason, he's standing there, and he lifts the arm up, and he looks at it kind of like, uh, and he just throws it down. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's where we start, again, I can't push that hard enough, that's where we start, oh, that was pretty funny, Jason, you really killed that guy, hilarious, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know, and that one really stuck out to me, it was just the whole arm thing. He threw him so damn hard. Yeah. The strength. Yeah. We were talking about the strength of this man. He's getting stronger. He's getting better every film. He's getting more creative. He's getting more talented at his craft. And this is a good example of that. At this point, he's arguably is the first movie where he's like, Undead, if you, if you yeah, really, is, yeah, this is the first one that he's really like. Liked this that. is when the supernatural yeah. really comes into play in this one. Yeah, but yeah. back to the fun of the sequel, I think that uh, it's important to mention that they still have moments of of fear and terror in this, uh, like when uh, Court, the male character, takes uh, maybe it's Nancy, I forget the the female character, the RV scene basically, oh, and God. they're they're like you know. Uh, having sex in the the RV. Um, Jason pulls the shore power. Yeah. Uh, everything goes dark. They're in the middle of nowhere. He yeah. goes out. You have the foggy scene. You're looking at the trees. And she's like, everything all right? And he's just kind of like, something's out there. Like, yeah. we better make <laughs> mm-hmm. this a memory before something makes us a memory. And that was like a right. moment where you didn't see Jason get in the RV. You have no idea. He is this sort of 
um, character. He's a force. Just, he, bees, he just is where he needs to be at this point. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then two of my favorite kills come out of that scene. You know, the, the knife through the head that eventually turns over the RV, but him shoving her face Boom. into the, the wall and yeah. stretching that wall out. Through the, yeah. I thought that looked magnificent. It I looked it awesome. Like, yeah. And I mean, the thing is, with these movies now, horror, you will never get these awesome practical effects ever again no and that's the fun part about watching these even though they look cheesy at times yeah they still look fucking awesome yeah it's like fucking awesome we gotta point out too that rv rolls goes into this nasty you know it just dumps over total mess yeah things slides a little bit comes to a stop jason gets right out just comes right out the top right out of the side boom just and he's like you know literally i mean it was one of those where he just kind of popped out going hey what the hell's going on yeah that happened because he don't understand what's going on Mm -hmm. you know he don't know what he caused by doing what he did uh i love that scene just seeing him just kind of pop right out didn't even didn't even phase him right nothing yeah complete force of nature before we wrap this first half of the series Really quick, let's each take. It's gonna be a series. The show's gonna be a series now. Let's each take like a minute and say which one of these, out of all of them, are your favorite. Scott, which one would be your favorite? Put me on the spot. Well, not because I'm just wondering. You know, talking about it the way we talked about it here, and it was one thing that I I really did enjoy six. uh, What we just talked about, Um, because. Mainly, like I mentioned, the comedic elements, even though it was kind of it bummed me out a little bit, it did make the horror element, the slasher element kind right. of pop out for me. And it made it a bit more, you know, just those this again, that juxtaposition of the comedy and the, the dark comedy of these kills what we saw um, that really kind of made the movie a lot of fun to watch. What would yours be? Dominic? I think I'm going three. Yeah, because it's a transition from the first two which are setting everything up and then I guess because it sets the legend and everything you get the hockey mask you get the the crew of the classics set up for the horror cast and like everything about it that just that that really sets the tone for real trailblazer real trailblazer yeah Yeah. totally that one was very important for sure and the kill at at the end hanging him out of the barn is pretty fucking awesome what would yours be Joe I think I'm gonna go six and that's just uh, watchability I've seen all of these movies a million times. Yeah. I've probably seen six, four or six the most, but I have the most fun watching six. Yeah. It's one of those movies, like we know from many other genres, that I can pick up at any point in the movie and I'll cruise right to the end with it. Just because it's, it's fun. fun. Yep. Uh, you know, being a true fan of horror, I get satisfied by seeing the cool kills and stuff yeah. like that. Um, it's just. You know, I know all the lines at this point, I guess, but yeah, it, it, it's six for versa, you know, versatility. And, yeah. You know, I'm also the type of person that I feel like I'm supposed to like some of the earlier ones. So therefore, you know, right in the middle is really yeah. a sweet spot for me. I would go with four probably. Yeah. Just because Feldman is fucking awesome mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. You know, He's good. you know, they really wanted him as a, ch- a child role for five, but uh, he booked Goonies. And so, yeah, and that yeah. was, yeah, that's yeah. what tore it So up. he, so that he got one day of filming and that was the opening scene in five. And then that was it. And when it's um, raining, they could have really, <laughs> they could have really sort of slowed that character down and really, oh, really done they something done cool future, shit with that but, character. You know, it is what it is. I'd really like to see that movie between four and six. Like oh, they could man. always, you know, or before between four and five, dude still looks great for his age, you know. Put That's on his true. Michael Jackson shit and fucking <laughs> <laughs> kill slashers in the woods. Yeah. 
All right, folks, this was episode 89 of Real Crime. We'll be back next week. I have no idea what we're talking well, about. We got, well, we're going to have to come back because we're not, I mean, we. Oh, yeah, we're going to we're That's gonna something come back you guys are going to see this. here in the future, and we're, we'll try to finish this thing yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. thanks Absolutely. for having us. Oh, we're, no problem. Oh, thanks. Awesome. We'd love to come on, you know. Thanks, Absolutely. thanks for the oh, cocktails. Yeah. This was most excellent. Thank Delicious. you very much. Delicious. Good night, folks. Check us out on Facebook, moviesleuth.com, Instagram, not MySpace, you know. That place sucks. Bye. <laughs> Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes. <laughs>